Hey there, it's your girl Cynthia B bringing you Relationships Are podcast, looking at those relationships that mean the most to us. So if you've got a brother, a sister, a mother, a friend, a frenemy, then this podcast is for you. So grab a cuppa or something a little bit stronger and enjoy the conversation. You are listening to episode 13 of the podcast, and this is a family affair. I am joined by the Walter Gang, which consists of Tisha, Antonique, Lamar, and Daniel. And they share the experience of growing up in a home that foster cared and had foster kids, and also their favorite childhood memories, holidays, and we find out what family really means to them. So you know this is gonna be a good one. And we also get to find out why Lamar chased Daniel around church with a chair. Um, I think I saw <laughs> Tisha with a pen and paper, so I was just wondering like, it's probably worse. No, we've got a quiz. We've got a quiz night after this, so I was. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, who's who's yeah. organised the quiz night? Anthony. Oh. Um, another friend co-conspired oh. to get the quiz. Very nice. How? Like, what quiz are you guys on now? Is this like your seventh quiz, eighth quiz? Actually, my first quiz, I think. That's my first one as well. I haven't done any. Oh, yeah. This is my second. Oh my gosh. I think I've done like four, literally mm. four quizzes. And oh, it's... Yeah. yeah, you have done Lamar, haven't you? Yeah. How is it doing it over Zoom? Is it like. It's good. Like, it depends because, like, I don't know how you're doing it, but when, when we did it with another group of friends, it was our turn to do it. So we did a presentation. So that made it a bit like, ooh, look, there's a fancy presentation on screen. Um, but it, it was good. It was fun. It depends how many people there is, though. So sometimes if there's too many people, it is yeah. kind of like, okay, everyone, you need to just mute your <laughs> kind of thing. So, um but yeah, I'm definitely, after quarantine is over, I'm definitely not doing any more quizzes for a good, <laughs> until 2021, because it's just, it's not. You need a break. Yeah. Too much. Too yeah, much. I probably, I probably going to come out a lot clever, know a lot more than I did beforehand. But. General knowledge expands. <laughs> yeah, general knowledge, emoji knowledge, that is always the one that's great oh, yeah, in a quiz. Yeah. I haven't of them. So learning a lot from that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so how are you guys doing quarantine-wise? Lamar, how are you surviving? We'll go through the, the siblings. How are you surviving, Lamar? Yeah, See, the okay. hair is really thriving. Yeah, I'm just letting it, just letting it all go. That's <laughs> the limits. Seeing where it'll expand to. But yeah, ready for the lockdown to finish. Because like, I got hay fever now as well, so like I can't even like do my daily walk. Well, I did walks or whatever now. It's good for you in a way because you don't actually have to go out. You can actually be like, you can't give an excuse like, oh no, guys, it's my hay fever. Yeah. You're just like, now I feel like I have to stay inside. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit more freedom. Yeah, I'm like at least I could just walk outside for a while and that will like satisfy me for <laughs> for a bit. But now it's like, nope, can't do that because the grass. Gets to make it. It's crazy. Do any of you else have hay fever? Is it just Lamar? Yeah, I have hay fever. Okay. Well, but not as bad as Lamar. Okay. I get like black noses and itchy eyes and stuff. But not as bad as Lamar gets it. No, I just have like a nasal spray or or a deep digester. 
which helps me a lot. That's good. And how have you been finding quarantine, Daniel? Not too bad because I'm a key worker. I'm still going to work. Oh, okay. So my week is split up a little bit, so I'm not always at home. Mm. So I'm at work like twice because I, I work in a um, care home. Okay. I do like two days on, so I'm like two days out of the house anyway. So yeah, it splits up my week. Mm. That must be a nice bit of a difference though, because like for me, it's been like, oh, I wish I could at least like have a different change of environment because I feel like I'm yeah. working from home. I'm at home. I'm, it's just home, home, home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At least you get that little bit of a breakup, which isn't too yeah, bad. And how, how, and how is work? Is it, has it been okay? Has it been stressful? No, to be fair, the kids have handled it quite well, to be honest. Like, okay. we haven't had, like, loads of incidents or anything like that. It's been, it's been quite chilled and they've handled it quite well. Okay. So it's been easier on me. Yeah, that's good. Like, and Antonique, have you been quarantining? You've moved during quarantine, haven't you? Yeah, moved and tried to well settle in as much as possible and still work to like Daniel's head. Um, I think like what you said about working at work, working at home all the time can be. At first, I found it really first found it stressful. Yeah. Then I'm happy to not have to get out of my bed and you know <laughs> I could get out of my bed and let okay as as I wanted to and then join mm-hmm. me whenever. Um, but now I was like, I'm missing the gym. I'm missing being able to just go out and do like a change of scenery at least yeah. so I'm definitely missing that but and but it's been good to be able to also have this time to be able to move mm. um because if I'd done it while like working properly it would yeah. have been a lot harder mm. so yeah imagine mm. well soon as hopefully lockdown is done and you can do like a proper big um housewarming yeah um, and everyone can come yeah. around if we're still not to me um and how about you tisha how have you been and then with the, your little girl as well yeah it's been all right you know um it's been a bit stressful because i'm still working from home okay. full time and then um carrie's trying to do her her school at the same time so at the beginning when we first obviously started working from home it was a bit like uh bit stressful trying to manage the two trying yeah. to be able to balance out like her lessons and stuff because yeah. she still had like lessons and then the, the school kept trying to improve their how, how we do it and obviously improving meant up in the lessons from one a day to three a day to five what? a day what? so that's what that's what their improvements are look like <laughs> oh my gosh so she is back to school next week oh okay which is good how do you feel so about like, that about her going back, I, feel, I, I don't know. I feel I feel fine one second, and that's yeah. quite bad the next second. Depends who I talk to, mm. um, because everyone has different opinions. But I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the best thing is to do. Mm. The only thing I'm going to do is just I'm deciding to send her back. Yeah, but I'm going to put in a routine in terms of when she does come home. Okay. so I'll be washing all the clothes. We've got new clothes ready for the next day. We're, yeah, we're we're dettling and baby rumming the skin. Mm. You know, um, she's having vitamins. She's had vitamins throughout this whole process. Okay. I think she, she sneezed twice in the last 12 weeks. <laughs> so if anything was to happen, like a cough or anything, then I'll be on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight away, because I'll know because mm. she's, she's been fine. But um, yeah. yeah, so Carrie's has been great and we've been great. We also moved in this period. Oh, so, okay. Um, trying to find, like, t- still trying to unbox some boxes. 
and trying to find stuff is quite fun. Oh gosh, so, yeah. But yeah, oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's not an easy process at all. And I think we, I think if more maybe kids were getting ill, then I think a lot more parents would be like, mm, okay, maybe not. But I think because there hasn't been really much cases of kids, has there? So it kind no. of feels like it's yeah. kind of okay. That's true. But kids are carriers, I've got the saying as yeah. well. Kids are carriers, mm. so you gotta be careful because you're still catching from your child and oh, doom and gloom. All I know is that before she comes out of the house, we're just gonna plead the blood of Jesus on her Amen. forehead. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Did you guys ever see those memes? Oh, what happened? Oh. Did you guys ever see those that meme that came out right early on quarantine where it was like this black child was like my um, parent started mixing holy oil with um antibacterial and i was like that's defo of black parents doing that mixing <laughs> holy oil with antibacterial <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is i'm upset is that i can't give her some like ray and nephew just to you know what i mean <laughs> that's just the one thing i'm upset about i can't say you know, i could get the sniff but like you know what i mean i don't know i don't know what to do <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so, so funny. I was actually thinking, because um, obviously Lamar and you, Tisha, are parents. Um, you've got your little girls. Um, and then Daniel, soon, 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 soon as well. Um, so how, how have you guys, obviously being parents, um, how have you guys found being a parent? What have you learned about your own parents from being parents? You know what I mean? Like, has it kind of been like, oh, do you know what, actually? I never knew that my mum or dad had to make this decision or had to do this and it's actually a lot tougher than being uh, a child was in a way you know what I mean if that makes sense yeah I guess for me it made me realize like you know that like your parents don't have like everything they don't know everything in terms of as in like from my experience like I'm like with Zara like, oh my gosh like okay she's doing this what do we do next okay how do we how do we do this how do we sort this out yeah. and like I kind of remember, like, growing up, like, you think, like, the house is all tidy and, you know, everything's put together. Um, but you kind of realise that, oh, maybe our parents, just like us, like, assembled the train track as the train was driving across the track, you know. <laughs> never had it, like, They were literally really building it, like, yeah. as, you know, as the problems came up. Um, so, like, I see, like, a lot of things, like, decisions I've made, like, with a lot more grace now and, like, okay, you know. Um, you kind of understand it, uh, things from their perspective a lot more, um, and appreciate, and like you appreciate more like the things that they've done um, and the sacrifices they've made. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of see like yeah, it just gives like a new a new perspective mm. on things, and and obviously it's like very helpful to have them there, like to give advice. Yeah. When like you know you're freaking out because certain things are happening. So like this week, um, Zara um she like woke up like every single hour the last two well not, not last night but the night before mm. and like oh my gosh that was such a struggle oh. um but you know it's good to have like mom there like talking talking to us and like okay you know have you tried this have you tried that mm. and you know talk you talk you through some things yeah so yeah, yeah i can imagine definitely how about you tisha well <clears throat> because um we're going through the disobedient stage the tony walters has come out so many times <laughs> you know just loads of times I, I can actually see like in, in terms of my parenting style mm. I can see like my parents coming through and shining in like many different <laughs> areas and then when and then you know it's real when your mm -hmm. child is playing with her dolls and your parenting style is being shown through her to her dolls <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
know, that, that's happened. That's happened many times. But um, yeah, I think it it is it is good like seeing like obviously your parents and because Matthew and I have different types of parenting styles as okay. well. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting seeing like his parents blind him and then my parents blind me. Mm. Like it's different. So like um like Carrie, we went through like a rolling of the eyes stage. So mm. um, I was like Matthew, you have to catch that right now because then the rolling of the eyes will turn yeah. into like proper device to where mm. she's actually outright rude. We need to catch it now that she's five. But like those things, obviously our parents move us. Mm. I remember like us jumping on the bed. That was a big thing. <laughs> but our parents caught it early. <laughs> In the bed. <laughs> why weren't you allowed to jump on the bed? I don't know. I don't know why. Why was we not allowed to jump on the bed? I don't remember. It's gone out of my memory, so I don't remember. <laughs> we are just ripping. We used to sleep over at my grandparents, and we and we ripped the bed sheets because we were just ramping. So it could have been from that moment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I can see like why my parents are so stressed with me because Carrie is like a mini me, literally. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't so, they always say that though? Like I feel like whenever like a certain child is behaving a certain way, they always go, Wait till you have kids and then they're just like you and then you get it back. Like my mom just looks at me like this. Like your child. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh I don't even want to know when I have a daughter how it's going to be I just, I'm just going to leave it to Yummy I'm going to be like I just can't I can't deal you just take the child for now and bring it back later kind of thing do you know what I was watching recently actually um, I don't know if you've seen it on Channel 4 they've got this program called Britain's Best Parent I don't know if you've seen the advertising for it or anything. I was watching it yesterday. Oh my gosh, it was so interesting because they had like, the way it is, it's kind of like a semi-competition to crown Britain's best parent, which I think is pretty ridiculous because I think every child is different. Every parenting style is different. So you can't say that there's one specific one that's good for every child. Um, But like they had like three different parents. They had one who was, um, you know, bringing up her child gender fluid. So she had a boy, but then like the boy would wear like whatever he wanted, pink, everything, play with Barbie dolls, all that jazz. And then they had another parent that, well, they called their parenting style lazy. So they would just let their kids do whatever they wanted, really. Like they had the rule of the roost in a way they could eat whenever they wanted. They could play whenever they wanted everything. And then the other parents were like a lot stricter. Like they literally had timers for how long you watch TV. Like it was an hour and there was a timer. The timer went off, you ain't watching TV no more. So it was just really interesting to see like all of those dynamics of parenting. Um, And then I think the crowd has to choose which they think is the best parent, which I think is a little bit unfair, but it's really interesting in terms of like parenting styles and and different things like that. Um, so it's definitely worth the watch. There is a black family coming, which I'm well excited about. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to be totally different and no one's going to agree with it, but we know it's the best. We know it's the right one. It works. (laughs) It's totally the best way. Um, And I was actually thinking about you guys as well, because you guys, like childhood, you grew up pretty special in a way because your parents were foster care parents, weren't they? So you've had a lot of like foster kids in. Do you guys remember when you first kind of, when your parents first kind of came to you and were like, we're going to foster or was it a conversation that had or was it that you just kind of had kids starting to kind of stay around and stuff like that? How did it kind of go down? Tisha, you might remember, you were the oldest, weren't you? You're the oldest. No, Anthony. No. Anthony. Oh, Anthony. sorry. You're the oldest. You might remember. Um, yeah, I remember. Because 
Daniel was the first. Okay. That's me. House, yeah. <laughs> and my parents sat us down and we had to have like, so what, what my parents are quite uh, good at doing is having family meetings. Okay. So this is continues even to now. Mm. When I sit on the this is, this is the change that's going to be, or this is the change that's going to happen. Um, how do you guys feel? So everyone had their oh. opportunity how they how they felt about it and mm-hmm. how we could then you know how how the changes or what change is going to happen to the family and how what are we going to do yeah. to facilitate that change. So Daniel was the first the first person to be in the in the house. Oh gee, oh gee. How old were you, Daniel? I was eight. Oh wow. That's incredible. It's gone quick to be honest. Cause it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it was there all all my life so yeah it was good that's so cool and then and you came into now, a house they are my brothers and sisters yeah definitely that's so good that your parents did that though that they actually like not saying that parents usually wouldn't but like to actually you know involve you guys in that as much as possible and because they know how much it would affect the family dynamic in a way but that's fantastic that they were able to do that and so how how was it kind of from there as a, as a sibling bunch um, do you remember like how you felt? Were you kind of okay with it, or were you okay with it afterwards? Yeah, I think overall we were all okay about it. Like I know for me, I had my um, like my worries because I, I realised like now in my thirties that change is like really hard for me. Okay. So, like ugh, the, the, everything's going to change, but mm. actually, you know, you go through it. And what I like is that we've been able to stick together. So for everything, we. You know, we've, we've kept that, not, not necessarily a motto, but maybe a mantra of, mm. of, of sticking together through, through everything, through whatever change may happen. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. What about you, Lamar? Yeah, I mean... I think when when I heard that Daniel was going to join us, I was I was excited because it was like, yes, there's another boy. I'm not outnumbered <laughs> anymore. You know, it can be two v two. Yeah. So like, I mean, I mean that 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 was a good change. Mm. Um, and like, I've, I think because obviously, like fostering, my parents did it, and they're, they're still doing it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. The dynamics. The dynamics. Um, they, it always changes. Mm. Um, when a new person comes in and even even when they leave as well so yeah like it it did require like a lot of adapting yeah um but we were quite open to it because our, our parents were quite open with us about mm, it that's good um that like you know this this person's coming in we need to you know make sure that they they feel you know welcome in the house and, and mm. stuff like that so that's really good and how about you daniel how did you feel coming into family with three siblings I think it was uh, the time I remember now. <laughs> I know. Because so, I'm, I'm a shy person anyway. Mm. So I think I was probably, was probably more nervous and shy about all the people that were around me. Obviously, there were people at the time, but now they're my brothers and sisters. But, uh, but, but I think when I saw Lamar, I think it settled me a little bit because I don't okay. think I, I've never had a brother. Aww. Because I've always had two real sisters that mm. I, don't, I don't speak to now, but I, I grew up with them. So I never had a brother. So I think Lamar settled me more. Mm. Because I was to be shared room, we, we got closer together. Mm. So it was good. And we kind of knew each other from before because Daniel was at the church. Oh, yeah. That we were going ah. to. Before. Oh, yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. We did, like, yes, yeah. I just remembered now myself. <laughs> so, like, I remember when, like, mom and dad were like, oh, it's Daniel. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Daniel. Aww. Yeah. That was quite cool. That's so nice. Such a special bond. And how about you, Tisha? You remember? I don't really. Re- My memory is really bad. So, I don't really. <laughs> 
I remember when Daniel first came to the house. Anything mm. prior to that, I don't remember. <laughs> but I remember when Daniel first came to the house, um, and I remember that I was introducing him to all my toys because that's what you do as a seven-year-old. Oh! Um, and that's what I remember. I just remember wanting to just play with Daniel and introduce Daniel to all my toys, and that's how I just had it pictured in my brain. Yeah. And then that, and then that was it. It's never really been any different than that. I think oh. because of how our house has kind of gone. Yeah. We've always welcomed. We've welcomed every child as if they were like our sibling. Yeah. And that's how we've basically moved on from there. We've mm. just, you know, we've just, we've grown up with it. So it, this is life now. Yeah. You know? That's how it is. And, that, and that's it. We, yeah, that's how it is. That's so good. I was going to say, did you, um, obviously with another boy coming in, did that change your relationship to each other at all? Like, because um, obviously Lamar, you had a guy uh, for you growing up kind of thing. Did it change the relationship between you guys at all? It was in between like Anthony Lamar. Tisha. I think it stopped them to always having the two against one. Being younger, I distinctly remember like us ganging up on each other. So like Anthony and Tisha ganging up on me, um, <laughs> me and Anthony ganging up on Tisha. And me and oh. Tisha. I remember that, but like, I don't remember it after Daniel coming in. So uh, I think it like, holds it. Yeah, I don't I yeah. Balanced it out. I love it. Yeah. I so, so love it. And I can imagine you guys having so many um amazing memories like together. You know, from an outside point of view, looking at you guys, it's a very like tight family unit. And um, it seems like you guys have so much fun. So what's like one of your, your favorite memories together as a sibling? I think there's loads. <laughs> but I would say our Florida trips would be my favorite memories, especially the one in 2002, which was our first one. Oh, how old were you guys? 2002, oh my gosh, what was that, 18 years? Oh no, 18 years. <laughs> It's crazy. I don't feel like I have 18 years of life in me. The whole adult person. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. What do you guys remember specifically about the Florida holiday? Apart from the great sun, of course, I can imagine. I think getting lost. I think I was the only really? one that didn't get lost. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get lost. Are you sure? I got lost. I got abandoned. Oh, one was really bad. She <laughs> believed you were taken. <laughs> what do you I mean last like were you guys in a like in, in a, a like, like in the theme park oh, yeah. oh. So, like we got so for me for me i was like we was we was um we just come up the jaws ride and then like we was in like there's the, like the shop the, the the shops or like mm-hmm. outdoor shops so i was like looking at one of the things and i turned around and no one was there so I was like, where's everyone there? So I walked like to the other side of the of the theme park, which was the entrance. Yeah. And like to the people there. And there and like I basically stayed there until like um they radioed for like um <laughs> How long was that? Long long was it quite a while? Yeah, it was like it was I don't know how long it was, but you're a kid, so like to a kid, like it feels like an eternity. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like, this is so weird because usually like the parents come to us to like find the kids. <laughs> but like I had like walked to the other side of the theme park. Yeah. 
that's probably why they couldn't find me because like at that point I was like oh I've been left and then I walked up so <laughs> maybe yeah, as you do. I would be found but <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so how come everyone else didn't get lost either were you guys having too much fun that makes sense what you just said To be fair, like I stayed, I stayed in the back garden for ages. I don't know how long I stayed there. Two minutes. My phone had died. <laughs> what did you say? Two minutes. I was, that was I eternity was for, for Lamar. And I was like, yo, no one's coming. What's going on? So I walked down to the petrol station and got Just, a free bag of crisps. Why was it the petrol station though that felt that like you know? Did you feel that maybe someone? in the family was going to go and fill up their car? Was that the feeling? That so, like, I, well, I didn't know. I didn't know where everyone was. So I just went oh. to the station to see if they could contact somebody that would know, because I didn't know who else to talk to. Like, <laughs> we didn't really talk to our neighbours. Yeah. yeah. yeah we had and, <laughs> and she's like, where's the mom? And obviously, this is, these are the days where you don't have a mobile phone. Yeah. So it's like, Where we grew up, where yeah, you didn't have point, everyone was crying. What did you say, Lamar? I was like, at that point, everyone was crying because <laughs> <laughs> it felt like if you said that you'd be home at 4 30, you had to be home at 4 30 because there was no yeah, other way. The kind yeah. of like you know, and then parents would get so worried if you're 15 minutes late, it was just like, I can't contact you, I don't have a face. That sounded so crazy. Oh my god. So what other favorite memories do you guys have going on holiday together, which is really cool? Moving house together was fun. So moving yeah. from Mayfield to um Elm Road was fun. What was fun about that? Did you enjoy packing? Um it was weird because we lived at because Gravity Hill, it was a massive house. Mm-hmm. And then Elm Road was equally quite quite big, but um, you know, yeah. perhaps there was nothing like I feel like most of our memories our Gravity Hill, well, for me, mm-hmm. personally, because it was such like a wonderful house. Um, it's like one of those old mansion houses. Yeah, oh, no, it's nice. an old Victorian house, so it has like three floors and a cellar. Oh, wow. So, so that's uh, not the current house that you guys, like, is your family home now? That's not No, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> two floors, so standard. But, um, yeah, the Gravity Hill was just big, as in, like, rooms everywhere. Yeah, so we had many adventures in that house. So that's our childhood yeah. yeah, and then moving from the childhood house to our teenage house, <laughs> the house where we became like adults. That yeah. was well, so yeah. Ah, oh, it's nice that that you've got like a memory for each kind of period of your life with with a kind of house in a way. 
that brings back like good memories and stuff like that which is so cool so what was it that you guys learned from like about relationships because apart from with your parents your siblings are kind of like the next relationship kind of thing so that's a good question yeah. I was the loud one <laughs> really I don't I don't no. I don't <laughs> I was the last one. So, like, family meetings, it would usually just be Dad and I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back and forth in. So I think that's what I learned from my siblings, especially Antonique and Lamar, was to kind of hold my mouth and hold okay. my tongue because I wasn't, I wasn't that person. And because I remember my, phrase, my phases in life. Mm. So I was very young. I'm chatting. Even if it doesn't make no sense, I'm <laughs> which is Carrie now. So uh, literally, that would be me. And then I went through a phase where I would say it, but then I would look back at Anthony and Lamar, and I realized they're not saying the same thing that I'm saying. <laughs> be chatting rubbish. And then I went through a phase of not talking and letting them talk first, so then I know that my point is at least valid. Okay, that's very that's clever thinking at a young age. Well, this is well, this is like from what to about eighteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say until about like seven or eight. No, no, no. eight. Seven, I was in my prime. Mm. <laughs> and at uh, those times, yeah, Tisha would say stuff. And me and Anthony would look at each other like, if we oh, said that. What'd you say? For me, I learned how to have patience. Okay. Basically, between me and Lamar, we used to get into heated arguments. No, not arguments, but I wouldn't agree on stuff. Okay. And then it would turn into Lamar. I think I, I think one says Lamar chased me around church of a chair. I remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a calm person. I would never lash out. Okay. And I don't. And I think if if you know me, I would never. I was. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> Lamar, but did I, I you did he actually? I hope he didn't actually hit you with the chair though. Yeah. So I was actually going to say, yeah. You know what that. <laughs> That does make me think they they taught me to like not lose my temper. <laughs> really, I feel like you oh would lose God. your temper more with your siblings because they get on no, your nerves like so I much. I did, more. right? But okay, I you kind of realize that you know you're, you know, hurting your brothers and sisters and things like that. So you know mm. you need to like you need to like this is like I, I kind of at one point I was like, okay, this is a really this is this is actually a problem. Mm. Um, I do actually remember that whole chair incident, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I was like, this is bad. This is, the uh, Lamar has a temper problem and I had to deal with it. Um, yeah, I think we were riding each other from because I knew Lamar had a temper. I think I played on it a little bit, but then okay. I ended up having a chair thrown at me. So. <laughs> has anyone else ever experienced a throwing from Lamar or, or because he was the youngest, he would have... Well, Barbie dolls have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I love that I'm discovering that. How about you, Antonique? For me, it's like being conscious of the energy that I bring. Like I know from, like, you know, puberty ages where, like, you get really hormonal and the, mm. the world's horrible. And then because the world is horrible for you, the world has to be, has to be horrible for everybody else as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think for me, it was just learning how to how to manage to deal with that and ensure that I don't that I don't bring that um, like bad energy around everybody else as mm. well. And just be conscious of of the vibe that I carry. Because obviously, yeah. living in a unit, mm. you know, vibe affects everybody else as well. So yeah, that, I think that was it for me. 
Mm. Yeah, that's really important. And it's hard as well, because if you come home, you know, it's your home, you want to be able to be 100% yourself in a way, but then it's good to kind of be conscious of, sorry, your siblings around you and other people around you and how your attitude affects everyone else as well, kind of thing. And Lamar, we're coming back to you, so you better have an answer. (laughs) No, no, that was it, as in like learning to deal with my, deal with my temper and stuff. Okay. Because it was it was a genuine real problem. Like I don't know people that people that um, talk to me now. Like when I used to tell when I tell them that uh, when I was younger I had like yeah. a real problem. They're like really like whoa didn't really think that you'd lose your temper. But yeah, mm. like um, yeah it was it was quite bad. I don't remember your angry face, Thomas. <laughs> don't remember my you angry what? face. I don't even know. Yeah, my angry face. Face. I've experienced mean Lamar for some reason, which always comes out after 11 p.m. I I didn't understand that that time at university where he was literally the meanest person after 11. Maybe it was sleep. Maybe sleep did something to you. Hey, I, I, I love it. I decided, I, 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 you guys teased me, so I just decided to, you know, start defending myself. So, you know. <laughs> but you're much better now, which is good. But like family is something, it seems that like is really like big um, with you guys, um, within your family and stuff like that, with um, obviously family meetings. Um, and it seems like you guys do quite a lot of things together, like road trips and holidays, which, I, oh my gosh, I can imagine so much fun. And I'm sure that, bonds you guys together meaning that you've got more memories together as well so kind of from like you know growing up together like what what have you learned about family because I know family means a lot to you guys so what have you guys learned about family <laughs> so um I think our dad is really like big on family mm-hmm. like the moment and gathering in a relationship or family um he didn't grow up with the same kind of background that we did so yeah you know, he really wants the best for us in terms making sure that we are still connected as a family that's good I think my family has taught me about that connection mm. trying to keep and keep in touch with each other and just do like check-ins just to make sure everyone's still okay and whatever and because like we've all grown up with an open door type of um feeling because obviously our family it doesn't extend to just you know the four of us it extends yeah. to the during the 20 years 21 mm. years been fostering and dad's been fostering I think, like, um, in terms of family, we're, we're good at connecting, staying in contact with each other, mm. on each other, and then just having an open door environment for each other as well. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good to have that. Um, definitely the open door where you know that, you know, you've always got somewhere to go to, which is fantastic. Um, I think we, I learned, well, especially from dad and mom, is that we need to always protect each other. Mm. <clears throat> We've all been stuff. We've all, all been through stuff. Like Anthony was going through something last year, but we were, we were down with her as soon as she said, but mm. just, just to make sure to say what we all we all got that from mum and dad, just to, to make sure that we protect each other really. Yeah, it's really good. So good to have. Yeah, um, it's about like showing up for each other. Mm. You know I mean, like it's not just about like in the great times. You know, as Daniel as Daniel was saying, like it's in the bad times as well. Like making yeah. sure that you make sure that you're there. You know, celebrating um, like the small milestones with each other. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, just being there, just making sure that you're that you're showing up. So good, so so good. Yeah, I'd say the same. Just like the importance of just being there for each other and, and maintaining unity, and knowing that, um, like Daniel was, Daniel said. Like I went through a hard time last year, mm. uh, but, and, and I knew that these guys were 
there for me. So mm-hmm. like making trouble, should I share this? Will they be there for me? Yeah. It was that everybody was there and everyone continues to be there. So as I walk mm-hmm. through I went through a divorce, so as I walked through that journey, uh, you know, my smart siblings, my parents, everybody has been there mm. with me and fighting for me as well, which is, you know, I've definitely appreciated. Mm. Yeah, that's so special. That sounds really good. And it's so good that, um, obviously, because there's so many things that we go through in life to know that you've kind of got that solid rock kind of thing that, you know, that you could kind of go to and chat to and um, in all seasons is, is really, really good. So what advice would you give to um, anyone who wants to kind of make their relationship with their siblings better in a way? Like obviously, as you grow um, older, you have different responsibilities and you might not get to spend as much time together um, as you'd wish. So kind of what tips would you give to anyone who wants to kind of try and make their relationship a lot more stronger, make more of a kind of family? family unit within their family what tips would you give i think it's about making a conscious effort as like as a sibling group like if okay. you want to connect with your siblings mm-hmm. then you have you have to it may not be like natural for them to do it mm-hmm. but you have to out of your way to kind of connect with them if it's not okay. natural like for us it's because we it's natural for us to do it mm-hmm. that way um we've always type we've always connected our parents are always sometimes dragging us together. <laughs> it, it, it happens, but um, you know, but if it's not natural for you or people to connect with their siblings, and I would say to make the conscious effort to check in, mm. doing, and then um, create that family time or that family space. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. I think checking in is so important. Just to remind the person that you're thinking of them and that they're there. Just to make time. Like the, like, like the teacher was saying, like, oh, like our mum and dad have always said, once a month we're going to meet up. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. But at first we thought it was a bit jarring, but then we understood it keeps us close together. Yeah. So just that time. I mean, at first it might be difficult if they're not used to it, but after the while they would get used to it and the band will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Good way to keep the unit tight. Um. I think like, it was mentioned before in terms of like what our parents did. They um they would hold like family meetings and stuff. Mm. But like it, what it did is it would create a forum for people to express their concerns. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I don't know if you watch like my wife and kids because I remember when we was when we were younger, you saw always say it. Um, no repercussions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love so like, that. I'd record a family meeting with all like whispering to but no repercussions, no repercussions. <laughs> there's always repercussions. Uh, yeah, there's always repercussions. Always. There's no such thing. Oh no. Like, as as like siblings as well, like bringing that closeness, that there has mm. to be that kind of um, no repercussions to allow that person to you know be vulnerable. Mm. Um, to talk to you about stuff because if you, they talk to you about something and then you know you jump in and you know it can um, they can run away <laughs> so like they don't they won't feel like they can be vulnerable with you so mm. you know you kind of create that forum um, for them to to be themselves to, to open up to you you know mm. yeah that's really good I like that yeah I would say along with that like don't sweat the small stuff like don't hold on to um, mm. like anything that may have happened or like sometimes you can hold on to grudges and whatever. Mm. But just maintain that that thought, that mantra, that the, the importance of relationship and the importance of family, and that you just do anything just to make sure that you keep that sense of that that sense of unity. Mm. It's not, not to let the small things get in the way. Yeah, 
That's really good. I like that. Doing small, small stuff, tight unit, um, family gatherings. So good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode from Relationships Are Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and don't forget to subscribe because we have a new episode every Friday and I wouldn't want you to miss out on it. Make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Relationships Are Podcast and also give me a cheeky follow, a synthesizer on Instagram. See you soon.